At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports so you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories change your perspective connecting changes everything at&t hell i suck at dating with dean ungler and jared haven an iHeartRadio podcast hey welcome to an all-new episode of help i suck at dating dean is pretty sure in pakistan you can hear dawson behind me right now he's very excited for this episode because we have a wonderful guest who has uh, not met Dawson yet, but that's because she lives in Los Angeles. You know her from the iHeartRadio podcast, Scrubbing In with Tanya and Becca. It is Becca Tilly. Becca, how the hell are you? How are you? I was so excited to do this with you. Oh, thank you. I know. I wish Dean was here, but Dean, so I don't know if you know that Dean is backpacking, I think, the mountains in Pakistan. Yeah, I saw his post last night that was like, if if you don't hear from me in two weeks... uh, basically like send out a search warrant so <laughs> yeah i don't know how kaylin does it because could you imagine if Haley was like hey listen i'm just gonna go uh in the middle of nowhere and not have any service for uh two weeks so just for those two weeks just pray that i'm alive no i Haley's on tour right now and i i'm already like well less about the worry and more about the attention part of it you know like I can't imagine her just going off the grid. I would be, I think I would worry myself sick with anxiety. Oh, I would always think the worst. Every, I'd wake up every day and be like, oh, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. Me too. It's just the worst. Um, So Haley's on tour right now. So how do you Mm -hmm. guys, how long is she on tour for? So she's on tour till September 23rd or something like in that area so a little about eight weeks or six weeks yeah like a month and a half how do you guys do long distance well you know when we met like we met five days before she left for her first tour so that time of our life when we first started dating all we knew was long distance because she was gone for most of that year in 2018 and then she was like touring europe so we adjusted to it at that point and we were still getting to know each other. But now it's different because we had the pandemic and we've had so much time together and realized that we actually like love being together 24 seven. And so um, it's it's actually been like an adjustment, mostly for me, because I my whole life I was like, I love being alone. I love sleeping alone. I don't need anybody. And then. It's like you meet someone that changes everything and you're like, oh, maybe I'm more needy than I realize. I, I think. <laughs> Do you ever crave Which, moments of uh, being alone? 
Um, I do, I do, but like not from Haley. Like Haley's like the only exception, mm-hmm. and I feel like when I socialize a lot. And if we're doing a lot of group things, I'll be like, I need time alone, but I'm not necessarily needing space or time from her. Just mostly like I just need because I think when you find someone that you're just like comfortable with in any setting, you're just like, we can just sit in the room and not have to do anything or talk, but just like we're together. Yeah. So Ashley always phrases it whenever she's with me, she feels like she's alone, but in the best way possible. (laughs) Because she never, we never get tired of being around one another. She's one of the first people I've ever met or been around so much in my life that I truly don't get tired of. And I think that's a great sign for any relationship. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got, I'm going to name drop uh, right now, was from uh, (laughs) Sir Rob Thomas. And uh, he said that, um, you know, with marriage, uh, you know, he's been married to his wife for a very long time now. And he said that, one of the most important advice he gives to anybody who's in a relationship is that this person, whoever you marry or whoever you're with, you will be with every day for the rest of your life. And you will have a conversation with every single day for the rest of your life. Similar to what Dawson's trying to do right now. I'm pretty sure Dawson's trying to have a conversation. He wants to weigh in on this conversation. Uh, Dawson, uh, Penny, for your thoughts, how do you think uh, our relationship goes? It is weird when I think about, uh, you know, being his father, we were hanging out yesterday and, uh, He's already kind of my best friend, and uh, that's cool. I know him so well. But it makes me kind of sad because I think that he's never going to remember. Like, he'll never remember these moments. He'll never have memories of this time in his life, where this is probably one of the most impactful times of my life with him. Yeah. That, That makes me sad. I think about my own parents and how much care and love they put into me when I was a baby and literally couldn't hold my own head up. And it's just something that I've just always taken for granted and have never given a second thought until my adult years when I had a kid. Yeah, but I it's one of those things like I think there's every cycle of life where where we go through these things, right? Where it's like like I would think about when I moved out to California with my older sister, my brother-in-law, and then I didn't realize how much they had done for me just by letting me like live with them and like giving me that opportunity until I owned my own place and then my younger sisters came and lived with me it's like that thing that you don't realize how important and how impactful it was until you are experiencing it yourself so like of course I can't even imagine what it feels like having a child and like the exhaustion and the love and the effort that you're putting into just keeping him happy and fed and alive and he's just like I'm a baby this is what this is what you have to do he just he'll He'll cry and cry and cry, and then we'll sit him up, and he'll smile at us. And then it's like, all right, well, that was all worth it. Does So Ashley said, oh, Ashley always talks about how he needs attention like 24-7. Well, the problem is we give him attention 24-7, so oh, now sorry. I think he's getting accustomed <laughs> to it. And whenever we don't give him attention, he's like, well, what the hell is this? I, I, you know, This is not the way life is supposed to be. So we're in the phase right now where he's he's had a little bit of a sleep regression for the past month, so... He wakes up every like three to four hours and we're going to have to get to a point where we just let him cry it out. Yeah. And we tried doing it last night. And it did not work because, you know, he was crying for like 10 straight minutes and Ashley's like, can't do it. Can't do it. I can't let him cry like this. And so she went up and comforted him. And uh, so we're going to have to ease into that because I, I, you know, it's hard because you, you love him so much. We live, we love him so much. We want to make sure that if he's crying or in any discomfort, we take care of him and give him the attention that you know, he's obviously begging for. But at the same time, I feel like we're doing him a disservice because I want him to be, you know, grow up to be become an independent kid, independent adult and someone who can, you know, rely on himself. And I don't know, I, I get nervous in these formative years that he's just going to grow up and be like, oh, no, that, like if I cry, I get attention. That's the way life works. Well, I think you have some time before. I think, <clears throat> I mean... There's so many. I also can't imagine being a parent right now. There's so many opinions in every direction you turn. Like, you if you posted about that on Instagram, you would get 1,000 different opinions on what you should do. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you just have to do what works. You know, it's like... You just do like the best Ashley, you can. Like, yeah, and like you tried it last night. 10 minutes is a long time to listen to your baby cry. So, of course, it's like, hey, I, can't, I, I would be the same way. So... I think y'all are doing an amazing job. And I think the fact that he loves your attention and wants your attention is a great thing. And hopefully 
he continues to want and love your attention throughout his life and he doesn't go through nasty teenager years. I know, but he definitely is. We were talking about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, he definitely was. Ashley and I always talk about it. How like one day he's just gonna he's gonna tell us that he hates us and he's not gonna mean it and we we know that he won't mean it. And then there's gonna be times where he doesn't want to hang out with us. The thing was, Ashley was just not that kid. She was the kid that wanted to sit next to her, her mom on field trips yeah. on the bus. She was the kid who always wanted to go hang out with her parents on weekends. So yeah. that's uh, troublesome because I <laughs> certainly loved my parents, but you know, of course I wanted to, you know, not be around them or I was embarrassed or <clears throat> I remember, you know, my dad used to kiss me. My, I, I guess this is a weird thing, but like my dad used to kiss me on the lips till I was probably like, I don't know, like six or seven, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I remember I pulled up to school. My dad kissed me on the lips and then we left. And then like my friends were like, oh, it's gross. Like so disgusting, blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, uh, well, yeah, no, you're right. And then obviously that stopped there. And uh, I don't know. I'm just thinking about the things that I'm going to do to embarrass Dawson. I think we're <laughs> going to be pretty cool parents, though. I mean, his parents were on TV, so we already have That's, like a I leg mean, up. Y'all have the best. I was I was laying in bed last night thinking about how y'all's story is literally a written rom-com. Like everything about it, like from just the little things like Ash, just Ashley's personality as a whole is like a rom-com to me. And I love it so much because I just think of the potential of a script written about y'all's life. She's, and how has someone not done it yet? She's so wonderful and yet the biggest pain in the ass. But that's what makes her <laughs> such a romantic comedy character. Even today, we were hanging things up on the wall. And I swear to God, I hung up a picture that was a quarter. All right. It was like a half inch off from center, but it still looked really good. And I was like, oh, it looks good. And she's just staring at it. And I'm like, Ash, it looks good. And she's like, I don't think I can live with it like that. And I'm like, oh my God, get out. I'm moving it. I'm going to move it a quarter of an inch down. You psycho. So, and then she's like, it's me. It's me. It's not you. It's me. I'm the crazy one. I'm like, I'm aware, but I will move it. I will move it. So anyway, that's what makes her such a good character. But anyway, we were talking about you. We were talking about Haley. So you guys met five days before you went on, she went on tour. Yeah. So we met at her album release party, which was on a Wednesday. And then we like had drinks and hung out and like actually realized we liked each other that weekend. And then she left and I was like, okay, you know, my mind was like, maybe this was just like a fun weekend. Oh, I didn't know her. I didn't know. Like you, you hear things like the life of a touring artist and you don't Mm -hmm. assume that they're like ready for like settling down or commitment. So I kind of was like, we'll see what happens. And, um, yeah, I mean, we've talked every day since then. So, we basically started dating when we that weekend we hung out for the first time. So you guys did like she asked you out? Did you ask her out? And then my question is, when she left for the five days, did you reach out? Did she reach out? How did the conversation keep going? Because I guess a lot of people, it would have probably just ended there. And you guys would be like, oh, well, that was a fun few days. And then you would have waited for them to reach out and they would have never reached out. And then it was like that one fling. I think this is the difference in this relationship because I've always loved like the chase. And with Haley, there was never that guessing game. Like we just talked. There was never like who's going to text who first. Like it was just like if I wanted to text her, I text her. If she wanted to text me, she texted me. If I, we wanted to talk on FaceTime, we FaceTimed. Like there was never this like back and forth cat and mouse thing. It just was like so easy from the beginning in the sense of like we knew that we both liked each other and there was never like um, a guessing game. And I, I had never experienced that because I was so used to like seeking that game and like thriving on the chase. And um, yeah, it was like, it's been, it was nice to not, I never even thought about it till someone asked me later on, like um, who I think like who, made the first move. And I was like, I don't, I think there was just, it was just a knowing, which was cool. That's very nice. Cause usually it's not that way. No, it's very rarely that way. (laughs) That's really nice. So did you go visit her when she was on tour? Yeah. So I went to, um, 
I think her fur the first time I visited her, we were we went to she was in Minneapolis, so like we went to Mall of America, mm-hmm. which is really you know I don't know if you've ever been there. It's I so have fun. not. I've heard. Um, <laughs> so I'm a big mall rat. I'm not gonna lie. I'm that guy, <laughs> and uh, I want to go just because it's the biggest mall in America. It's really cool. I mean, they have like a whole section. It was like a roller coaster and like a whole like little amusement park in there, and. Um, yeah, it was really fun, and it was always fun to go visit her, and um, that was just our life and what we knew. And then, and so when the pandemic hit and we were together all the time, she loves she loves to work. Like she is so passionate about what she does, and she, you know, even during the pandemic, it was like, okay, I'm obviously not doing music, so I'm gonna. I'm going to like try and write a script like that's her mindset where I'm like, I'm just trying to do a puzzle. You know, I'm just trying to get a puzzle done and find some new music like there wasn't. She just she always loves to work. And so um, when I realized that we actually loved being around each other was kind of during that time because we didn't have a choice. And it was like her being stuck in the house was her worst nightmare. And we made it work. And so after that, I was like. We're pretty good together. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, the pandemic made or broke a lot of relationships because that's when you realized, oh wow, can I be with this person all the time? And you found out pretty quickly. And I'm glad that you found out for the for the better. That's awesome. I know. I feel that way. I, I agree with you. I think a lot of people realize like, okay, we, we are in this for the long run or like we have some things to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> especially with the pandemic because there's so much stress put on, especially in the beginning. So not only were you forced to live with one another, but you were also forced to really see each other, you know, in the most high stress of environments where nobody knew what was going on. You had to try to keep working. Nobody was making money. You couldn't go outside. You couldn't be around people. And then, I mean, I remember I was crazy in the beginning. I was the guy washing every single piece of groceries that we got. You know, I was the guy who would make sure that we wouldn't go into the grocery store. We'd get like we would go on the app and make sure that they would come out and put the groceries in the trunk. And then I'd go home. We wouldn't bring the bags in. I'd go outside with my gloves and I'd wash every single piece of whatever, you know, popcorn or cereal or whatever the hell we got. And uh, man, looking back, that was so stupid. (laughs) Like, you find out it didn't even spread that way. I know, but no one knew. Like, we were just all doing our best, and that was, like, the most we could do, honestly. So Seriously, and at least pass the time, you know? I was like, all right, I got something to do, at least. Um, I know. I remember I read a lot, too. That was nice. I read a lot during that time. That was fun. I don't read anymore. It's so well, bad. Well, Jared, like, literally, what part of your day would you read right now? I There's know. no time. Because <laughs> I try to read before I go to bed, but I'm so tired that I don't. And I end up scrolling on my phone for 20 minutes. I'm like, man, that's 20 minutes I could be reading a book and feel better about myself instead of just scrolling through Instagram or TikTok and then just feeling worse about myself because I'm like, man, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I, why do we do it? It's like we all literally have these same conversations of wishing we didn't do the doom scroll. Why do we all... I, and I do it right before I go to bed. And I'm always like, I don't know why I had trouble sleeping. I couldn't go to sleep. And it's like, oh, yeah, I sat there and scrolled and watched other people's lives for however many hours without even realizing. And now I'm watching fails to. on YouTube. I've gotten into that. It's so pathetic. It's so oh, pathetic. I love those, though. They're those the are... best. Oh, my God. They're the best. They're so awesome. Whether it be the guy who's like, it's just so stupid. Anyway. Um, well, Oh, good. Yeah, Continue. I was say, that's. I was just gonna say, like, at least that's mindless, and it's just kind of like something to just end the day with. I I will be like on TikTok, and it'll be talking about like deep religious trauma or something <laughs> that's like not peaceful before I go to sleep. Yeah, and I'm like, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another. And every time after that, it's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much And I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. 
Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. So how long have you and Haley been together now? Uh, we've been together for a little over four years. Wow, that's crazy. And so you obviously just came out in a public relationship. Was it five months ago? Just about? And it was in May. So May. However many oh my time, God, not however even. much time, like what, three months ago? So how does it feel now that you're in a public relationship? Do you feel a sense of relief? Do you feel an added stress? Um, I definitely feel a sense of relief. I, I never realized because like we were public in the sense that everyone knew about, you know, everyone that everyone knew about us. Like if when we came to Ben's wedding, Haley came with me, yeah. like. You didn't it's keep not secrets. like we were a secret. We just were not on social media. And um, I never thought that that us being public on social media would give me relief because I felt like I lived my life in real life so much. But um, yeah, it did. It, it made me feel so much lighter and I never expected to have that feeling. And the stress part of it is, I think being together for four years, I don't really feel the stress as much because we got to do it on our own timeline. And so even still, it's like, yeah, people know about us, but it's still like up to us how much we post. And I think that's that's what makes me feel secure and like takes the stress part away of it. Was there ever a conversation before that you guys before, you, you know, obviously you were living your lives, but you didn't post on social and, you know, whether people think it's for the better or worse, social media has become such an important part of not only our lives, but relationships, you know, Facebook mm -hmm. status or, 
you know, posting your significant other on Instagram so everybody knows that you're in a relationship. You know, we talked about on the podcast before about it's it it almost becomes awkward sometimes when people don't post about their significant others because then it asks questions like, well, why won't you post about me? You know, mm-hmm. is there a reason why are you afraid to post about me? Is there something else going on? So was there any of that? Like, did you ever feel this pressure like, man, I, you know, I don't want Haley to feel like I don't love her, you know, so I yeah. want to post about her. Um, I think she under, she understood where I was coming from in the sense that she was the first woman I had ever been in a relationship with. And I also came from a very um, hetero world of being on The Bachelor and having a huge following from The Bachelor. And also, like, you know, navigating all the things that I was going through personally. I think she was very understanding of my situation. We definitely had conversations where she was like, I just, you know... I was in the closet for so long and I'm really comfortable being who I am. And like, I'm very much out and celebrated for who I am. So, um, I always tried to make sure she knew that it was private and not secret because I never wanted her to feel like a secret or feel like I was ashamed. I just wanted it to be like, Hey, I'm navigating this for the first time. I love you so much. If, if we ever like met people, I was pretty much like this is my girlfriend. I, mm-hmm. I tried my very best to never say like, this is my friend, you know? Um, and I was just trying to navigate it, and she was really understanding, but we definitely had conversations where that was, you know, hard because she is celebrated for who she is and has been, and has already gone through this process of like coming out and, and the fear of that. And then I was kind of behind in this sense, navigating it for the first time. So there were definitely conversations, but we always came to an agreement of like, it doesn't matter what is posted on social media. And sometimes like, honestly, when you're public or when you are public on social media, there's that pressure when you don't post together for a while, if it's like not even intentional or you're just like, and, you know, I, I'm not seeing Haley for a few months, so we're not going to be together. If people are going to be like, you haven't posted with her in a while. What does that mean? It, like, brings on those questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of adds to it on that other side as well. Yeah, it's a weird world. Um, I, I think Ashley and I are kind of lucky to an s- extent that... Um, well, I think I'm lucky that Ashley's just so open and honest about everything yeah. that I think... Uh, I've kind of given up. I remember when her and I first got together, I would be the person a little bit more reserved. Should we post things? Should we do, you know, ads together? It's just kind of, you know, I don't want people thinking that we're just in this for money or this is a publicity stunt. And, um, you know, she's truly the one who just doesn't give a crap and, and, and is like, so we're going to what detriment our future because we care about what people think about us. I'm like, yeah, I guess when you put it that way, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> like, It's so true. I yesterday was saying, I don't even remember what I was thinking about, but I was what my example was, but I was thinking about how, why we choose not to do certain things. But, oh, I was watching this couple at the beach the other day and they were just having the best time. Like they did not care who was watching them. They were like in the water, like splashing each other. They were just like, so focused in on that moment with each other. And I was like, humans are so drawn to emotion. Like we're so drawn to joy and sadness and anger. Like we're so invested in emotion. And I feel like, I don't know if it's the social media age or whatever, but there's always this need or like people feel like they need to like look a certain way or like be cool. And I think with, um, I was thinking if you ever choose not to do something, make sure it's for yourself and not because of what other people think, because like in the grand scheme of life, you get one shot. So like you're not going to do something that you really want to do because you're scared of what someone's going to think. It's so stupid if you like really like see the spectrum of, you know, how short we have here and like what we what we don't do or do do based on what other people think. And I've always loved Ashley for that because she's just like, I don't care. I know. <laughs> you say what you want. It was, you know, I've always been um, attracted to people like that. And, um, 
you know, I've always been envious of people who can do that because for a long time in my life, I was unable to do that. I was unable to really put myself out there. You know, I'd put myself out there to a certain extent, obviously, you know, I mean, I went in the freaking bachelor for Christ's sakes, but, um, <laughs> you know, it was always with a sense of reservation. It was always a sense of like holding certain parts of me back because I was always scared that people would kind of figure out that, oh, okay, he's not as put together or cool as we thought he might be. And I thought that by holding myself back and not doing certain things or putting myself in vulnerable situations would make me, um, I don't know, feel better about myself. But in truth, it was the complete opposite because whenever I would see or be with people or be friends with people who would just do, you know, things, not whatever they wanted to do, but, you know, like, hey, let's go. Uh, it, it would be like, um, hey, let's fly kites in the park. I remember that one time. It was a friend of mine years ago and she was just always so out there and uh, she's great. And uh, she's married with kids now. But I just remember she was like, let's go fly kites in the park. And I was like, well, I don't do that. Like, that's not, even though in my mind, I was like, I would love to that do that. That sounds fun, yeah. But I was like, I'm not doing that, no way. And then we ended up doing it. And I was like, wow, that was so much fun. I should be doing this more often. But then Ashley has really brought out that side of me, you know, tenfold, where now I just feel that, you know, a lot of times in, in stressful situations, whether it be about work or Dawson or the house or money, financials or anything like that, I'm like, you know what? I'm not dead. <laughs> You know, and that's better than what a lot of people can say, unfortunately. You know, yeah. we're here, you know, luckily, you know, I still get to have times with my family. We have a healthy kid. I love my wife. You know, we have a roof over our head and I'm breathing. That's more than what a lot of people could say. So that centers me a lot. Similar to like what you were talking about, with those two people in the water where it's just like you're in the ocean and you're yeah. you're with somebody you want to be with. And life is just a collection of moments. That's what I've kind of figured out over about life is that. I don't know if I figured it out. I don't have figured out a lot of things, but what I think <laughs> life is, is just like these collection of moments um, that add up to, you know, becoming a life. And so, you know, we just try to make up as many of those moments as possible. This got really philosophical, didn't it? Damn. Yeah, it got deep. Got deep. It got really deep. God damn. Uh, <laughs> I want to continue getting deep though. We have a, a few more minutes. Um, so what are your thoughts? Do you think that you and Haley will get married one day? Um, I think we're both like, I think we both know we want to be with each other. I'm, I always thought of myself as being like super traditional, but mm -hmm. the more I'm, I think I'm allowing myself to have my own opinion on things and like figure things out for myself. I, I just don't know. Like I've never been, I've never been someone who like envisioned myself as a bride, you know, like I don't relate to to the like movies of like, I always dreamed of this as a little girl. I'm like, I'm not like that at all. And I think Haley is, um, I think she always hoped for the traditional things because she thought she would never be able to have them, you know, as a mm -hmm. kid, like knowing she was gay and then being like, seeing what the world looked like for gay people. I don't think she ever thought like, oh, I could have the traditional things, but um, I think we're both in the same page right now where we like see a future together, but I don't know if we're like, if we'll do like a traditional marriage. I don't know. I think right now we're like just happy to be public on uh, public, have our relationship. Public. No, totally. One step at a time. <laughs> True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. 
first was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next in Puerto Rico. There are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. I wish Dean was here because... Dean has always talked about how marriage is important to Kaylin, so he'll marry Kaylin because of how much it means to her. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever get into a point where you would possibly propose to Haley because you know how important it is to her, if it is that important? Yeah, I feel like if we ever had a conversation and she was like, this is, you know, like really important or make it or break it for me, I I would totally do that. I'm not, I'm not like, oh, you, I, I'm not that, um, Again, I'm not against it at all. Yeah, I just am like it's just more, not something for you. Yeah, I'm like maybe if we got to have a party and like celebrate and have all all of our friends there and made like a commitment to each other. I think that's beautiful. Like I think there's so much beauty in tradition, but um, in marriage. But I um, yeah, I think we're both kind of on. It's nice because right now we're on the same page. But if that pressure ever came where it was like, hey, this is something that I realize I really want and it's really important to me, I would never be like I'm not going to give that to you or, you know. No, totally. Selfish about it. So yeah. now that you've been together with Haley for four years, what do you think you suck at dating most? Oh, well, I've I've learned a lot about what I suck at dating. I, um, I'm working on it. I'm like, you know. Well, we're all working on it. Therapy and stuff, but I'm, I'm, I have a hard time communicating my needs. Like, I've always like this is every relationship, friendships, everything where I just do what everyone else needs from me. And I am like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't need anything. And then I get to a point where I feel like I haven't been um, like thought of or considered. And so then I'm like, I do everything for everybody and no one does. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so I think communicating my needs has been like the most obvious thing one of the things i suck at dating i couldn't i relate to that a lot uh ashley has yelled at me many times for being unable to communicate what i want or what i need uh there'll be many times where she can tell something's wrong with me and i'm like i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine and she's like just tell me 
and then I will tell her and then I'll feel better. Yeah. And then she's like, isn't that better just to say what's bothering you? But the problem becomes now I'm starting to cross that line where I feel like I'm complaining too much. Not to Ashley, but to people who are more like me, like my parents, because uh-huh. I've had so many moments in the past where like my parents, they'll be like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good. And that's just like, it's not yet. It sounds so bad because it sounds so surface level and it's not, it's not meant to be like that. But like now I'll, they'll be like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm not that good. And they'll be like, Oh, yeah. what's uh, what's wrong. They almost won't know how to deal with it. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, I'm, I'm so used to dealing with Ashley. Who's just like, tells it how it is. And, and then, uh, so that's like a, a boundary that I'm getting with as Ashley's combing her hair in the background. Uh, we did have some hot topics that we didn't even like have time to go over. Becca, you're so uh, wonderful. You're so good at this. You should really host your own podcast one day. Um, so, well, I guess let's get into one here. We have a couple hot topics. So, uh, Lori Harvey, uh, who's um, Steve Harvey's daughter, she had her dating green flags and red flags after Michael B. Jordan split. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know they ever dated, but she's 25. She's what? dating. I don't know. Is that like a thing? Should I know, have known that, that Steve Harvey's daughter? They were just like, I don't, well, I, I don't think I realized that was Steve Harvey's daughter. That's, that's the thing that I'm. Isn't it? Am I wrong on processing. this? Am I just spreading fake no, that's news? Not, oh, you might be, but, but they were so beautiful together, but I'm curious to hear her red flags and green flags of dating. Yeah. That's her daughter, Lori Harvey. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, dude. Michael B. Jordan's a stud. I'm not gonna lie. I love Michael B. Jordan. He, yeah, I mean, he, he. Oh yeah, you're right, Jared. Somebody just DM <laughs> me. Perfect. Love it. Um, yeah, I love uh, Creed. So you know, that's just always a good one. I love those movies. So good. So good. Um, so, so good. Lori Harvey says that she's dated enough to know who and what she wants in a partner. Now, she, recently she opened up about more of the telltale signs that she looks for in a partner, including her green flags which are good, red flags, which are bad. So these are her green flags. She said, I would just say transparency, openness, and communication. I mean, duh. Uh, (laughs) Like people, it is, I mean, I guess it's a cliche for a reason, but like the amount of times I've heard communication is the most important thing in a relationship and they're right. They're 100% right. You Actually, you were talking about it earlier about your communication uh, with Haley and I was thinking in my mind about how well you guys have communicated specifically with before you guys posted about how, hey, listen, I'm not hiding anything. I'm just doing it on my mm-hmm. own time. I love you more than anything. You're so important to me. That's extremely well done of you both. Um, it is so fascinating how communication is so tough. Why is it it's so hard so to like hard. tell people how you feel? Because we're taught like we're taught to not need anything. Like we're we're taught to like, well, I, I feel like my life, I was, it was like, you, okay, I grew up in a very, like, Christian-based mm-hmm. world, and it was like, you put everyone above yourself, so, like, your needs are less than anyone else's, so, so, when you think like that, you're, you think, like, you're needing something is you being selfish when you ask for it, when it's just, like, a basic need, especially in a relationship, it's like, that's, you know, your partnership. It's not like a one-sided thing where one person's doing everything for the other. And um, yeah, so I was just never taught that it was okay to have those needs. Subconsciously, like no one was ever like, you're not allowed to have needs. It was just like based on what I was taught, it felt like my needs were me being selfish. Yeah, it's it's weird. I see it more in guys, if I'm being honest, than than women in my own personal experience of of my friends, because I have so many guys that, you know, whether I play sports with and they're like, you know, try to be big macho men and they're fine. They're, you know, everything's fine. And uh, it's like I see them in their relationships and there's so many times when they're communicating with their significant others. And like you could tell that something's wrong, but like he won't say anything. And you could tell that they're just getting defensive because they're both getting pissed off because they both have like thoughts in their mind that they're just refusing to address. And I guess maybe it's from my time on Bachelor, Bachelorette, and then also being with Ashley. It's like, bro, just like it's okay to be like, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I want to ride a horse. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, just say what you want to say or do, you know, just ex- express what you want to do and work. 
I work towards what what's better for your relationship instead of like constantly going through this cycle of like act not actually saying what you want to say mm -hmm. and then just becoming angry and defensive over things and then mm -hmm. getting into fights and then like it's just like this constant cycle. I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. So uh, she goes on. She also says that she can appreciate people who are trying to beat around the bush or act like they want something that maybe they really don't. Um, I don't know why that she can appreciate that. Trying to beat around the bush or act like they want something that maybe they really don't. Yeah, but that's definitely... I don't know if I'd uh, port that on a, as a green flag. Like, don't beat around the bush. Just tell me. Yeah. Is she saying like she understands when people are trying to be gentle at expressing like or communicating like she understands they're trying to be gentle and like beat around the bush. But just was there like a sentence after that? Like, no, it goes right into the red flags after that. Oh. I'm assuming that she means like, you know, handle things with grace or trying to, yeah. you know, do whatever. Like it's the sandwich effect where it's like you say something good, then you say something bad oh, yeah. and then you say something yeah. good again. Yeah. Uh, whenever I think of that though, I think of the, the first person I think of all, all the time is Nick Fial because that guy has, uh, and I love that man more than anything. He, I, we always talk about this. I really do, but it's so funny how that guy just is like, yeah, I'm just going to say how it is. Even if it hurts your feelings, even if it makes you cry, I'm just, I'm so direct in what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, and I've always appreciated it for him. Uh, even though at moments I'm like, bro, just like, tell me that things are fine. Just lie to me. Please lie to me for the love of God. Well, as we know, he wasn't always, he's not always right because he did tell Ashley, like, it's never going to happen. I know. Yeah. That was that one of was his, one biggest of his straightforward moments. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then on the red flags, on the other hand, uh, she said, when there's too much communication between the person she's dating and their ex, I mean, that's a huge red flag. Um, have you ever been in a situation where your <clears throat> person you're with, it, I mean, granted, you're in Bachelor, so that's <laughs> Bachelor excluded. <laughs> have you ever been in a, in a situation where you've been with someone where they're kind of bringing up their ex or they're still friends with their ex, but it's like this weird friendship? I haven't, but I would not. I would not do well with that. It wouldn't be comfortable for me. Yeah, especially, you know, there's so many times where people on this, uh, they'll they'll call or they'll email us and they'll say, oh, you could be friends with an ex. And I'm like, it's so rare. I'm not saying you can. But like, I know for a fact, I was friends with Ashley. We weren't technically exes and we were truly just friends. But mm -hmm. it was such a toxic, it was a toxic friendship because it was ruining any chance we had with other relationships. And then obviously we were both doing that intentionally. Uh, maybe a little subconsciously, but most of the time probably on the forefront because we knew we wanted to be with each other and I was just mm -hmm. an idiot and refusing to admit it. Things that I've talked about on this podcast before, re refusing to admit what I really wanted. And um, and so, but like that was not, it. I would not want to be with a person that had the friendship that I had with Ashley. I wouldn't. No, I, I wouldn't be. I just like would, I... Even if I tried to act like I was cool, I would get so resentful and like upset about it that I wouldn't be able to like actually have a healthy relationship with my partner because I would always be thinking about why are you so close with them when you have me? Like why why are you even dabbling in that? <laughs> yeah, is there a void in our relationship that they're mm -hmm. supplying? You're seeking, yeah. Because whether, you know, whether you... I don't know. I, I know I'll probably get DNs being like, oh, this is ridiculous. Of course, I've been friends with my ex for years. And I'm like, okay, great. You're, I, I, I wish you nothing but the best. I truly mm -hmm. do. But I just think, you know, you've had a relationship with this person. You've been intimate with this person, most likely, mm -hmm. even in, if, if it's just kissing or like hugging or cuddling, like it's vo very intimate moments that it's just like when you're with an ex, whether you like, it's just like so easy to fall back into that, that I would it's not that I don't trust you, but like we're all human beings. We all make, make mistakes. So if you yeah. put yourself in a scenario where it just takes one moment of a lapse for you to screw things up, like, I'm sorry, that will be in the back of my head. I'm, I'm like friendly with Robert because our relationship ended on really good terms. And I, but I, I would, I could never go and just like hang out with Robert, mm -hmm. you know, like I just know the boundary of, of respect for Haley and, you know, she knows the same for me. And I think that we're friendly. Like if we see each other, if, you know, if he has a company that 
he's like invited me to things and it's like if if I will tell Haley and make sure she's okay with it. Like, I just don't cross those boundaries. So I think you can be friends or friendly with an ex, but like having like a close, intimate friendship with an ex is just, I agree. You're like setting yourself up for something bad to happen. Yeah. 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 And I also agree that not every ex is made the same. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we'll finish up this, uh, this article very quickly and then we do have to wrap things up. Um, so of course she goes on. If you're too close to an ex, that's a red flag. Um, she said, I don't want y'all to have beef with one another in terms of like you and your ex, uh, that obviously makes it get messy, but too much communication just makes her feel uncomfortable. So those are Lori Harvey's green flags and red flags. Uh, very sad that, uh, her and Michael B. Jordan did not make it. Uh, who knows though, you know? You never well, know. Well, you know, you found you found out they were together and broken up at the same time. So yeah, so like legitimately, they could get back together tomorrow, and uh, it would probably be the same for me. Um, well, Becca, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Help I Suck at Dating. I really appreciate it. You are wonderful. Everybody who's listening to Help I Suck at Dating, you probably already listened to Scrubbing In, but if you don't, um, which you probably do, because they get way more listeners than us. Listen to Scrubbing In on the iHeartRadio podcast or wherever you get your, your podcast. Of course, it's her and Tanya. Uh, and then make sure, Becca, I think you're sticking around for Thursday's podcast, which will be the phone calls. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so we have a couple callers coming in. We usually do emails, but we've switched over to callers. It's nice having that interaction. So thank you for sticking around to that. And uh, make sure everybody tune in on Thursday. Well, hopefully we just suck a little less. <laughs> Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.